Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. another special episode of Boobies and Newbies, the podcast that asks novice romance readers to think outside the dick in a box and brave the unbridled world of erotica. I'm your host, Kelly Reynolds, and today marks the 11th day of our holiday special, The 12 Days of Boobsmas. That's right, this is our penultimate Boobsmas episode, if you can believe it. But don't worry if you haven't had a chance to check out the previous 10 days of Boobsmas, you've got plenty of time to catch up on all of the merriment, as these are mini pods and much shorter than our usual episodes. Perfect for cooking, baking, wrapping presents, all of the above. Joining me today for the 11th edition of Boobsmas is someone very near and dear to my heart and my home, literally, because we share a home. It's my roommate, sexy scientist, and co-dog parent, Megan Jace. Hi! Hi! (laughs) Yeah, we really dressed up for the occasion here. We are in full jammy mode. These are clearance pants. Oh, yeah. That's how you know you're living it, right? Yeah! (laughs) We got the dog on the couch, not giving a shit. Yeah, tell them about the candles. Oh, yeah, the candles. They've been in the closet for a while. They're all the same scent. And three of them are lit. They're ice skating ice scented. Skating. Ice skating. So if you've ever wanted to know what ice skating smells like, it's, it's divine. Home. Yeah, it's, it's it's our home. Here it is. One in every room. Megan is actually a returning guest because she previously appeared in our Where Have All the Cowboys Gone episode with her sister Michelle. But being the shining star that she is, she deserved her own episode. You know, and since then, we still haven't figured out where the cowboys had gone. No, no. They're still still missing. They are gone. They are gone. See, and again, it's so funny. Like, you and your sister are so different, but when we recorded our episode, she said something about the cowboys, too, and I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's no wonder that we're all friends, that we've all lived (laughs) together, that you're related. (laughs) So funny. I I always think of you guys, and I think of that song from White Christmas, the sisters. Which we sing every year. Yeah. (laughs) Mind you, I'm not a singer, but it still gets sung every year. But I feel like even not at Christmas time either. Like, we'll just be out and about. Any event where we happen to be in the same proximity. (laughs) Sisters. Oh, I love it. As I said, Megan and I also co-parent an animal. We have our beloved Whippet Noodle. And this year for Christmas, he got not one, but two holiday sweaters from Home Goods. It's ideal. Yeah, he's a spoiled puppy, but we love him. Love him rotten. Not only are we talking holiday romances during the 12 days of Boobs Miss, but we are also talking family traditions, favorite recipes, best holiday memories, worst holiday memories, whatever it might be. So, my dear Megan, I will ask you, what is one of your favorite Jace family Christmas memories? Well, um, something cool we do every year. We used to have Christmas at my grandmother's house every year, but after she passed, gosh, it's got to be 10, 15 years now. We, yeah. We still have all of her Christmas dishes. Mm. And so between my mom and her four brothers, we passed the dishes around and hosted it at someone's house each year using the same dishes. They just have to get 
packaged back up in their boxes and shipped to the next house. So we have a rotation schedule. <laughs> like, for real, sometimes we have to switch when somebody's, you know, maybe out of town. Or, right. You know, <laughs> we have a strict rotation See, schedule. See, I knew you guys <laughs> rotated hosting. I had no idea that there were plates involved. Oh, yeah. We have my grandmother's her all the the dessert plates and the the main course dishes and the bowls and the serving platters and the special utensils everything matches we have special water goblets everything that she used we package up in labeled boxes we ha- we keep a like a head count on all of them make sure that like 12 of 12 plates <laughs> they're get put all back still in. here right mm-hmm. and I mean, so those get passed each year at the end of christmas they get kicked over to the other house and uh <laughs> well what's a christmas without matching plates and water goblets i know well and there's like 30 of us at christmas <laughs> so it's like you know that's a lot keep track of are they all still intact like i mean there had to be a broken plate oh there is through I mean, the years, there's a right? few, but it's a thankfully it's a set where you can usually like still cool. buy them somewhere you do they look online. Christmassy oh yeah they're like uh, white plates they've got holly that line the, mm. the outer rim and all the matching lovely plates and stuff but I think that's cool because you know my grandmother loved Christmas and it was like she hosted Christmas that was her thing yeah and then it's like okay well now you know what do you do to keep it going but then you know for her we still have her Christmas decorations yeah and, and it's like she's there it's a big piece of her right and we still use her recipes you know of course and you know blah 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 you keep going on and on so yeah everything just comes from somewhere yeah well and it's cool because then you'll have those plates I'm sure they'll get passed down to you and Michelle and you know all the other kids and stuff someday too so mm-hmm. that's exciting you can be the one to host and get the plates in a few years mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. The, the rule is whenever you own a house well, it's you have coming. to get thrown into the rotation. So, Kelly, when we buy a house, <laughs> uh, we will be hosting Christmas. Yes. And I mean, just to clarify, when Megan buys a house and Kelly rents a room there, <laughs> big difference. However, but... the more people you throw into the rotation, the less you have to host it because you throw someone else and it's like, oh, once every five years. Yeah. Oh, See you in eight years. years. Yeah. <laughs> See you in eight years. <laughs> That's kind of nice, though. I like that. Especially... If, like, the family's a little spread out, too, it's mm-hmm. kind of nice to, like, go somewhere new a little bit every year. Yeah. Fun stuff. Well, that's a good one. How about, um, you're somebody who works in the medical field, so sometimes you have to work holidays. So, for anybody else that's, you know, working on Christmas or Christmas Eve or New Year's or New Year's Eve or Hanukkah, what's, what's like, a good way to, like, stay in the holiday spirit or get in the spirit when you know that you're going to have to work and, like, miss out on some stuff? Yeah, so I worked Christmas the last two years, and I'm actually working Christmas again this year. I also work Thanksgiving, because I work in a hospital. Mm-hmm. We are short staff in the laboratory, and it's just, someone's got to be there yeah. you know, to still take care of your loved ones, you know, because I'm sure they don't want to be in the hospital on Christmas either. Right. None it's it's medical staff, you know? <laughs> and if you work at Starbucks, it's the two jobs right. that you're always working. Right, but what I will say is the places I have worked, usually the place of work or hospital, they they cook us a holiday meal. We still mm. get our ham and our yams and our stuffing and our, you know, this and that. We still, Perfect. You know, it may not be a home-cooked meal, but it's still something. Um, and then a lot of times, too, we'll all bring something. Uh, we do decorate our lab using That's laboratory nice. equipment. Yeah. You know, like we'll dress the instruments <laughs> up or we'll use like blood tubes to make a wreath. Oh my or God. Like, you know, or we'll like blow up gloves, latex gloves and make a tree out of them. I like that. So, you That's know, cute. you gotta get creative because sometimes during the holidays too, it gets slow depending on when people travel. Yeah. So when you have downtime, you just arts and crafts. Yeah, perfect. I love I love to think too. Like if you just think about, you know, if you go to the emergency room, that's what they're doing when they're not seeing you. They're yeah. making wreaths in the back with uh, test tubes. With tubes and gloves. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I like to picture Christmas. Yeah. I mean, and you know, sometimes the holiday is lovely because it's slow and you get to make that time and a half pay and you just... You just literally sit there. Yeah. And then some holidays are bananas and you wish you didn't have to work. You know? Of course. And you you find the time to do holidays with your family anyway. You guys oh, yeah. just do it a different day. In fact, my mom's like on board. She's like, oh, I like doing it after the holiday because then it's not the madness of the holiday and I get the day off, you know? Plus, everything's on sale everything's if you do like, it after. You just buy your Thanksgiving stuff Friday and yeah. have it Saturday. You know, you just... I kind of like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. 
Well, today, Megan and I are going to be discussing the novella Heiress Alone by Sophie Jordan. And like many of our holiday picks, this is a novella, not a novel, and it is one of four stories included in the recently released holiday anthology, How the Duke Stole Christmas. And we've already reviewed the other three stories in the book, so this will be our final story from this collection. And this anthology was published in October of this year, 2018, and is available on Amazon, $5.99 Kindle edition. I've actually been seeing a lot of people, too, the more I post about this one. I've had a lot of people interacting with me on Twitter and Instagram saying, oh, I just got that book, or I've read this one, but I'm waiting to read all of them before we listen. And that great, you know, honestly, I, this is one of my overall having read all the stories. Now, this is one of my favorite, um, anthology series I've bought before. So Mm -hmm. I'm happy. And I would say it's worth your five 99, but before we get into too many details, check out this promo for mouse and weens. Hi, this is Mouse. I'm Weens. <laughs> we have the Mouse and Weens podcast. I'm the mom that lives in suburbia with three kids. I'm Blalone. <laughs> She's the hot Hollywood cat lady. <laughs> and we have a fun podcast where we talk about life, love, and loneliness. <laughs> Pubic hair. Come oh, on. Sorry. We hope you come take a listen to us. We're on all the platforms, and we will see you soon. I have PMS. <laughs> Typically, this is when I would ask you, have you ever read a romance novel before? But we know that so you this have. this my third one. Yes. 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 Oh, that's right. Because the first time we talked about Where Have All the Cowboys Gone, you said that you had bo- borrowed a romance from me in college. Yeah, it was a, a Lisa Kleepass book. Yes, we love her. We love Lisa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a good one. She's a good one. So yeah, okay. So romance number three, good. You're building a background. You've got three different authors now, three different types of stories. Yeah, three different like eras and like modern to you know back into Scottish land when cholera <laughs> took people out. So. But uh, yeah, this one had for sure a little bit of a dark setup for both characters. I felt like I prefer that to the like. Oh, he's just so perfect in every way and mm-hmm. my life just turned into this wonderful thing as soon as he walked into my right. life it's like no no bitch look we still <laughs> we still got some demons yeah okay. <laughs> for sure for sure and they both yeah they both before we get too far into it I'll give everyone a synopsis but you're right there's definitely something charming about how realistic this romance is I feel like mm-hmm For everyone else, here's the quick Amazon synopsis for Heiress Alone by Sophie Jordan. When Annis Bannister's family leaves her behind in the rush to escape an impending snowstorm, she finds herself stranded in the highlands, left to fend off brigands terrorizing the countryside, robbing homes locked up for the winter. Her only hope falls on her neighbor, a surly hermit duke who unravels her with a look, then a kiss. Until she fears the danger to her heart outweighs the danger of brigands and snowstorms. Okay, that's pretty accurate. I feel like that's a pretty accurate description. Um, It's a good setup. We meet Annis, who is part of this awful family that Mm -hmm. is from London, I think. And they've bought a house, castle, whatever it is, in Scotland. It's their holiday home. Yes, yes, their holiday home. Specifically because... They wanted to come to Scotland to basically, like, marry off the daughters and yes, stuff. Yes, yes. The mother was hellbent on each of the daughters marrying a man with any sort of title, regardless yes. of how old or gross he was. He needed to have a title. And one of the men that she, like, sets her sights on introducing them to is Duke Calder Sinclair. And so that's our male hero of this story, if you will. <laughs> that's what she said. You know what I liked about it, too, was... Um, you could take a modern day like story mm-hmm. and you could turn it into this. Yeah. Or vice versa. Because I was thinking like, okay, these, you know, these brigands. Right. And, like, brigands. you know, stealing homes. I was like, shit, people take Amazon packages and people break right. into homes in the holidays. You could like right. have the similarities of, uh, of like, you know, but just like uh, cholera or well, oh, vaccine. Oh, was- cholera. It's either <laughs> cholera or swine flu, you know, yeah. it's. But yeah. we um we had talked about this before we started recording, but Megan had asked, when does this take place? Like, I know it's in the past, but 
it felt like a modern, you know, contemporary romance. Yeah, and I, I agree. Like there's a crossover in the vocabulary too. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely are certain points too. I feel like I actually marked a couple places where I saw that, but not in a bad way, but it definitely, the way they talk and interact, it's not very like ye olde, you know, language and mm-hmm. mannerisms. Although she does want to be a nun, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, we got rid of that real quick. <laughs> but um, yeah, the way it sets up is her family has accidentally abandoned her at their winter home. Look, I can connect with her. <laughs> I have so many things that okay look this girl gets forgotten but she's like happy about it that would be me I'd be yeah like, oops I guess I gotta stay here by myself and do whatever I want I know I guess I have this large mansion to myself for the next four months and I can read and like not mm-hmm. be bothered by the family that annoys me and I totally get it because it's like her family doesn't get her because if she's not married by 21 she's like I want to be a nun I don't care. yeah like she she seeks the nunnery is like like a salvation from her family. Right. She just wants an so, escape. She just wants time by herself. And I yeah. I really get that. But at the same time, her family has like no idea what she does. Yeah. And I'm just like, like I could tell people what I do at work, but they still have no idea what They're I just do. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh, and I just want to be alone sometimes. I'm like, girl, I get it. Girl, I get it. Yeah. She was described at one point as the odd duck out. And I was like, kind of having this reference of like the ugly duckling sort of thing mm-hmm. where I'm like, yeah, she really is part of this family that just doesn't really appreciate her, doesn't understand her, doesn't know where she fits in in the family. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she does either. And that's mm-hmm. why she's she sets her mind on like, oh, well, I'll go join a nunnery because then I don't have to deal with anybody. Well, she's also the free thinker because the other ones are so stuck on, well, when right. am I going to get a ring on my finger? Then yeah. she's like, well, I like to garden. Like, yeah. I'm thinking about that first. <laughs> like, like, I have other priorities. Right. You know, where you could, that's another thing you could put into modern day and be like, yeah, well, I want to get my master's degree and I want to, you know, travel and do this, this, oh, and absolutely. this before I put a ring on my finger. It just was, goes both ways. Also, <laughs> she gets really, really cold and I'm like, same. Yes, if she does. Guys, she like passes out in the snow. If you guys knew me, I mean, sure, I work indoors, but I, under my lab coat, I wear like long sleeve sweater and a fleece coat and sometimes leggings with my scrubs. It's ridiculous. I'm I tucked not- her in the other night and she had six layers of blankets. I just blankets. bought new flannel sheets. Look, it, I was like, she's like, I get so cold and I'm so cold. And I was like, I feel and we live in Southern California. Yeah. They're in the highlands of Scotland. I'd be dead. There's a difference. <laughs> um, yeah, I really did like her character. She was very independent. She was very smart, well-read. The one thing, and I don't think this is like a reflection of her character, but the one thing that I felt was like a missed opportunity was that we see her meet the Duke with her family and that they just like shit all over her. Like they walk all over her Mm -hmm. and then they leave her and that's where he finds her at the castle again or the mansion, wherever they live. Mm -hmm. She never gets that moment of like proving to her family or like standing up to her family. Like I was waiting for that turn of like, because I had this experience and I met this man and I discovered this stuff about myself then she'd have that moment with her family of like, shut up. Yeah. Like, listen to me for once. You know, Guess what? it never I'm came. Marrying a duke and y'all yeah. can just go away. Yeah, so I almost wanted like in the end her family to like reconnect with them or like come back to the castle or so- mm-hmm. something so she could have that moment to actually stand up for herself. Mm-hmm. Cause she definitely speaks her mind when she's with him, but we never get to see her like tell off her family. You know what though? On the flip side, maybe even better for her, maybe the family just doesn't come back. And then she's like, perfect. <laughs> like, great. I just, this is it. This Done. is my life now. Who cares? Yeah, forget forget the, the convent. I'm just going to. It's I'll true. I'll in here. Yeah, I'll just stay here. Scotland's good. You know, once the sun comes out, we're set. Yeah. Once <laughs> the brigands are gone. So what other things did you like about the story besides Annis' character? Okay, I liked Calder's too. I did too. I I didn't like him as much, but I still liked him. No, but in comparison to other books I've read with you for Mm -hmm. this, and in college when you just gave me books, (laughs) um, he's my favorite male character out of, you know, them all. Yeah. Um, Because I thought, you know, he was also more of a gentleman compared to some of the other ones that were just like, 
you know, because he was still like, fine, be whatever you want. And then she was like, no. So he's like, okay, I'll go with it now. But I wasn't going to push for it, you know. I thought, too, that Sophie Jordan did a good job of making him have this, like, sad backstory without making him, like, too damaged. Like, I feel like too often. I was going to say, I felt like he had, he was very grounded. Yes. And he had street smarts. Street smarts. And he had um, common sense. Like, he's the person where, like, how do I put this? Like, he made a, he might have been, like, a C-plus student in school, but he's still going to do better than everybody else in the field. Right. At life. At life, yeah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, A in life. No, mm-hmm. I get it. No, that makes perfect because sense. Because there's those people that, you know, might be stronger somewhere else, but they die out in the world. Yeah. You oh, know? absolutely. Like, I just felt like he was very, like, okay, um, natural-born leader, like... Here's what we need to do. We're going to go. These people are coming for you and I know it. Like, no, you're right. He was, he was a good character. He wasn't too damaged. He was grounded. He, not too much of like, woe is me. Like we get this backstory where you find out his entire family, meaning his parents and his sister, I think died years ago from cholera during Christmas time. So, okay. It's no wonder that this is not the brightest time of year for you, but he wasn't, focused on that too much like sometimes I feel like I read the books and that's all it's about is like well I can't do it because then I feel guilty because my family's dead and they can't do this you know yeah I think I really liked him too because like a motto I've tried to follow in life is like it you should be you know not necessarily judged but you should be looked at not based off of what happened to you but how you handle the situation oh yeah so I think that shows maturity, and I think that this male character had maturity. I agree. She did, too. Yeah. They were very well suited. They were both mature. They did. They both seemed like grown-ups. They both seemed like grown-ups, and yeah. neither one of them, it seems like, have had relationships before. It seems like this is, like, the first relationship for both of them, mm-hmm. but I feel like they handle it well. Like, it's not it's not too many awkward moments. It's, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also really liked Fenella. Oh, I did too. I was like, this is the broad. Yes. That's the perfect word to describe her too. She's a broad. Yeah. She's been around. Yes. You know, like her vision's probably not great. She's probably arthritic. (laughs) She got her magic book of spells, cookies. She's stronger than probably any of the men (laughs) chopping wood outside. You know, you're just like, what? Yes. Brute of a woman. Yeah, she was fantastic. She was like the housekeeper, cook, maid, and Mm -hmm. she just was always trying to get them to hook up to and bake her magic shortbread cookies, which, by the way, is a recurring thing in all of the stories in this book. I have definite feelings about this. Yeah, no, I do too. I mean, I'm like, okay, it's magic, it's Christmas time, fine. Like, I'll let it go to a certain extent. See, I didn't see it that way at all. No? Uh Uh-uh. So, I know that Fenella was pushing it like, there's magic in these cookies. Right. Like, I'm, you're going to eat them and you guys are going to fall in love. I think it was a mind game. Oh. I think it was to mess with them, to make them overthink that situation. Gotcha. Which just kind of made them go down that path. It's kind of like the placebo effect. No, and I, I totally get that. Although, in this one, I think she legitimately thinks they're magic cookies. Because then in the end, they the brigands come, and the way yeah. they ward off the thieves is by giving them her book of recipes and everything. And, and they sell it as, like, these are magic, these are magical recipes. And even if Calder doesn't believe it... Vanilla is like, no, don't give them that. That's my most prized possession. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, she seems like she's like really concerned about this book. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I mean, I, I was with you. I thought it was for sure like she's just fucking with them to yeah. like give them an excuse to make it happen. But then that happened and I was like, and I have feelings about that too, that the fact that these thieves who are stealing from all these houses and have guns and they're they're willing to leave when they're handed a book of magic cookies. <laughs> Yeah, so I definitely had feelings about that. But Fenella in general I found very charming and fun. And she would always pop into the room right as they're, like, about to have sex. Like, oops, sorry. I understand where they are. Scotland. And why the accent was given to the characters. Scottish. Mm-hmm. However, I think... 
it could have been done better. I had to reread a lot of the conversations mm-hmm. just to like make yeah. sure I was understanding it correctly. Yeah. Um, and I believe, and you know, I, and of course it's the author's choice, but I feel like you can also give a, um, a character an accent without like just having to write it out core ripping it into the, yeah. the language because that was like it it made the book more difficult to read i felt like the fluidity was gone when they were having conversations yeah when that's when you like needed it to flow so here's what's funny is i actually wrote down scottish accent what did you think megan because this isn't the first story I've read with a Scottish accent. This mm-hmm. isn't the first story we've reviewed for this podcast with a Scottish accent. Mm-hmm. And I felt the exact same way you felt when I read the first one. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I almost don't even notice it anymore mm-hmm. because I've read a few of them. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, he's saying... Because I, I figured out that when they say Ken, key, K-E-N, it's mm-hmm. no, like mm-hmm. N. K-N-O-W. Wow, spelling. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so I didn't ken what you mean. I don't know what you mean. I know, like, and I was just rereading, like, the yeah. same line. Yeah, no, no, times. no, I totally get it. This one, I have to say, comparatively with other Scottish ones I've read, was much less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which just goes to show you, like, what's out there and how Scottish it gets. Oh, yeah, no, I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah no I'm with you it totally breaks it up a little bit and mm-hmm. although one of the authors I interact with on Instagram will disagree I don't find Scottish to be the sexiest of accents either so oh, I don't it's very um like abrasive yeah like it's really like, again what you mean yeah like I feel like every time someone was talking and he was yelling I'd be like I'm sorry like I'd just be saying I'm sorry because I wouldn't know what he's saying even though he's speaking English it's so thick they'd be like I'm sorry I'm so sorry. I didn't read you. <laughs> no, that's a good point. Yeah. I said that in a in a previous episode. I was like, I don't think it's that sexy. And she was like, you bite your tongue. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, well, they did. They bite their tongue. That's what's going on. That's why mm. it's not sexy. Mm-hmm. Okay. The shortbread cookies. I'm okay with it. I'm, o- I'm okay even if it's like magic shortbread cookies. It's like a recurring theme throughout the collection of stories mm-hmm. and most of the time it's about the shortbread cookies being magical I'm like okay fine everyone has that recipe that they're like this is this is the soup that cures world hunger this is the meatloaf or what's that, that a salad near downtown that pregnant women eat to go into labor yes yes for sure <laughs> that's no. los angeles for you guys right it's a salad it would be a salad i know of all things better shortbread cookies but um, um the thing about the cookies though i feel like we can get away with it if this was a modern book and grandma was like look these are actually magical i'd be like get out because <laughs> like you know then like witchcraft and everything they talk about which is like how do you know someone's a witch like people right. believe that it's a thing right so you can get away with it because the people then think it's a thing yeah and it's like okay well and they say more than once how Fenella is like renowned around the area as a sorceress right she's like helped other people yeah. fall in love and with different exactly. spells and whatever so I'm like okay I can believe it for this Timepiece, if this was in present day, I'd be like, mm. Yeah. It kind of reminded me if it was present day, it'd be like Betty White in the proposal when she gives them the blanket and she's like, That's the baby the maker. Baby maker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even then, it's like, it's not, you know, magic. It's, it's more right. like tradition sort of thing. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, I'll, I will let that go. Like the magic cookies. The one thing though that bothered me about it is that Annis kept making a huge deal out of the fact that these cookies were magical. And I'm like, I love that you're so focused on this that you don't give a shit about the fact that your family abandoned you at Scotland or in Scotland during the winter or that you guys are trying to hide from thieves that may or may not pillage these houses. Like, those things, I was just thinking, shouldn't somebody else be worried about this? Like, shouldn't we be thinking about this and not... Oh no, he made out with me because he ate a cookie. 
Yeah, but at the same time, I think that's just like a character description because her family left her, but she wants the peace. So she's like not even thinking about them because she's like, whoa, finally got my freedom. <laughs> like, I probably wouldn't either out of sight, out of mind, especially if you don't like them. And then- I know, but you're still in a foreign place to you that's, you know, in the dead of winter, you don't know anybody except the maid and the stranger next door. Like, I just felt like there would be more of a fear element, but maybe it is just a testament to like how strong... She is, and how independent she is. So that's a good point. It's also her first like um, experience with like a man. So she's probably just like, is this just really what this feels like, or are these cookies actually magic? Right? Like, you know, because like you know when you go on a first date, you're like, does he like me? Is he gonna text me back? Yeah. So this is her like, is he gonna text me back? But it's actually, cookies. is he gonna text me back? Is he gonna to eat, eat another cookie? Is he gonna eat another cookie? You know? Yeah. yeah this is her. Like, I'll let that one go. That's fine. It just, the (laughs) one that really bugged me was that they like talk about the thieves and they see the thieves and she Mm -hmm. passes out in the snow because they almost get attacked by the thieves. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, that's just like on the back burner, like until they show up, like nobody says anything about it. And it's just about the cookies. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. She's, she's so smitten. She's smitten kitten with Mm -hmm. hot, sexy Calder. Mm -hmm. What a name. Calder Sinclair. Smolder Calder. Since we're on the subject of the thieves, I can't with this ending. I just can't. Like, I yeah, can't buy into kinda, this. Kind of just, that's the end. Yeah, the ending with the thieves I found a little bit unbelievable. Yeah. Just because they seemed like maybe the nicest thieves in the world if they were willing to leave without taking anything but the book of recipes from Fenella. That's it. That's all I have to say about it. I just found it very odd. Like, they've been pillaging and, you know, taking things from all these empty houses. And isn't there even a fight in the snow? Because she's, like, sent inside and Calder stays out to fight them. Mm -hmm. And she's worried about his well-being. And then he comes in and, you know, they bone. But... (laughs) Casually. Yeah, she's like, oh, thank God you're okay. Mm." And, uh, but then, then the thieves show up in the house and, like, one of... His maids let them in because he wouldn't have sex with her. And uh, then they, they're they going to take stuff. They're like, well, maybe we'll take your woman. And he's like, no, take this book of magic recipes instead and leave. And they're oh, just yeah, like, okay. the redheaded one, huh? Yeah. The, yeah. the girl in the Sheila. house. Yeah, Sheila. That's right. Yeah, Sheila's, Sheila's all upset and feeling scorned because Calder doesn't want her anymore wanted her. I know. Honestly, I really enjoyed this book in general. There, That was just like the one plot thing that kind of threw me for a loop. It could be like an affirmation of like Fenella's powers though. Like maybe mm-hmm. because she is well known and sure. like thieves could be like, oh my god, y'all look, this is the book. It's Fenella! Yeah, like it's the book. And then, you know, because <laughs> then she could be like, see? You know, like it, that could be like a solidifying type yeah. moment but it also was kind of like okay well <laughs> that was nice should I keep some recipe books around in case someone breaks into my house <laughs> would you yeah. like this well yeah and and really like besides that I mean we're getting super nitpicky you know and stuff about stuff like this but um yeah that one and I'm thinking about the cookies again there was something else about the cookies Well, you know how when they have, like, romances, there's always going to be, like, that misunderstanding moment, right? Like, the one where you think it's going to break them up. And so I thought that it would be the thieves. Like, the Mm -hmm. thieves come in. They're going to, like, you know, pillage and take stuff or whatever. But no, it went back to the cookies again. She was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. Like, if you had the cookies. And he just straight up tells her, like, no, you're using these cookies as an excuse. Like, you're just afraid of your feelings. Yeah, that's exactly what I saw it as. Right, exactly. I just, I was like, I swear to God, if somebody brings up these fucking cookies one more time Mm -hmm. and then they save them in the end, who knew? Who knew the magic of the shortbread cookies? So Mm -hmm. there you go. There were a couple times and we kind of glanced over this that sometimes the language would like switch up and become a little bit more contemporary at times. Would that bother you or were you just kind of like, did you like that about it? I liked it because it made the read easier during those moments. But then at the same time, I was like, why would they not speak in their time dialect and then go 
back to the other. I didn't notice it as often, but there was one phrase that I pulled out where Calder in his inner monologue dialogue is saying, it might be in the middle of the night and he might be freezing his balls off. Oh, I did like that. (laughs) And I was like, that's funny, but I didn't think that that would be something they would say, you know, but I, I did find it amusing. It was great. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, since we're on the subject of balls, um, we might as well talk about the sex in the book and the sex herbs that we may or may not mm-hmm. want to read. So there, there were actually, I have to say, for like a short novella, there was a decent amount of sexual interaction. Like, I think they have sex ones, and then they have like a couple almost moments. Mm-hmm. and They have a couple almost moments until like the, the recurring theme is like, honestly, back to like her sister's. Does nobody knock in this damn house? <laughs> nobody knocks on the doors in this it's house. True. Um, it's true. It's true. Yeah. No. And you know what? I thought that the sex was done maturely as well. Yeah. I, I agree. All around it was a mature book. And me personally, not that I have sensitive ears because plays <laughs> Kelly's my roommate. If I don't, I can read some pretty hardcore stuff. And I have with the books that Kelly's given me. Yeah, that cowboy one was yeah, but, rough um, riding. What I will say is that there's something nice about not hearing um, pussy and cock ten times in the same yeah. uh, paragraph. Even, even fuck. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of like I think it's more intriguing and actually, like, sexier for the mature audience to just hear adjectives that are just describing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's more alluring than just being like, then I took my cock and I stuck it in her <laughs> pussy and it was driving so hard. And I'm Your like, pussy's yeah. so wet, but my cock's like, so big. Right, like, right. But yeah. if you leave, like, those descriptive words to the imagination, it's like, whoa. Yeah. You know? No, I think that's a great point. And you're and you're right. I feel like it it almost you fill in those moments of silence. Yeah. Because you're you're hearing things and the descriptions of mm-hmm. the visuals too are just really good. Like there's there's a lot of the undressing. Were very good in this book. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I'm just I on in my opinion, I don't know why pussy is used so much. I just am like, I don't that's not my favorite word for no, vagina. And I completely I just, agree with you. But ones. what is? That's the other thing is like what's a good sexy word for vagina that exactly. like a woman uses? Because that's my complaint about My go to is just delicate flower. Delicate flower. <laughs> I'm sure that's in at least 30 <laughs> books at some point. But he touched in, her flower. It's all in the tone. Like, you can mm-hmm. be like, oh, my delicate flower. You can be like, my delicate flower's bleeding today! <laughs> Great. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to put together a line of delicate flower yeah. towels, tampons, Come mugs. In. Coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, this even goes back to when I used to do vagina monologues in college is there's a whole monologue about what do you call it? Like nothing sounds sexy. Nice. And I feel yeah. like that's why they've chosen pussy, but I don't know. I feel like I the like ones... hoo-ha. <laughs> isn't sexy either, though. It's like, not. Hey, like... let, me, let me get right down to your hoo-ha. That's like a Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Dr. Seuss but it would rhyme. One fish, two fish, vagina fish, cockfish. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's awful. But yeah, it's, it's, no, it's true though. I mean, it's just, and that's my other thing about the word pussy. And I think that's what a man would say more yeah. often than what a woman oh, would say. Same with cunt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It always sure. surprises me when that one will pop up. And it, and if a woman's saying it, I'm like, mm, girl, okay. <laughs> and not in like a derogatory sense, in like a lick my cunt. I'm like, ooh. And I'm, I would consider myself a mature person, but there's some stuff that just makes me laugh. Like, if a guy would ever be like, do you want this cock? I'd be like, you mean your ding-a-ling? Like, <laughs> do I want my, your ding-a-ling? Because I, I just can't take it seriously when they get so like, do you want this dick? <laughs> I don't want your dong. Like, <laughs> ding-a-ling, dong. You could write like a dirty nursery rhyme romance. Yeah. I love it. We should work on that. That sounds like a great work in progress. Yeah, 
I just can't be trusted. Well, here's a sexerp that is not featuring any dinglings, goose, cunts, <laughs> or dongs. So there we go. Here we go. Um, okay, this is when they do finally have sex. And let's start here. They came together again, bare skin, slipping sinuously against each other. He pulled the skirts of her gown up to her waist and settled between her thighs. She gasped at the sensation. She gasped at the sensation of power tools next door. <laughs> that's a good one. Power tool. His, his tool. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. She gasped at the sensation of his hips wedged between her splayed thighs. It felt so wicked and so right. He kissed her breasts again, and she whimpered, arching her spine, offering him more, wanting more. His mouth closed around one nipple, pulling deeply, and she moaned, her fingers clenching on his biceps. He shifted and nudged his manhood directly against her opening. <laughs> there you go. Manhood, opening. Mm -hmm. It's different. It's, it's very Let's period romance. Openings. Opening. My yeah. opening is upset today. <laughs> you know the one I can't stand is folds. Because that sounds like there's something growing in between. It just sounds like a really like bad folds like, science are experiment. <laughs> like, I've got to grow my folds today. i got molds in my folds. <laughs> oh, boy. But, um, yeah. Well, you know, with all that, I mean, I guess that pretty much wraps up the sex talk and the book talk. What what would you grade this book um, on a scale of 1 to 10? You know the drill. Grading for story, syntax, and the sexcapades. Okay, story. Um, I would give like a hard 7. Only because of shortbread cookies. Okay. Romance was ideal. So it's losing 3 points for shortbread cookies? Yeah. Okay. That's a... Ooh, that's a bad cookie. Three whole points. Um, did you see how they described them? It was like rock hard bricks that were too dry to eat, but oh, that's right. You like choke them down. Yeah, and, and they like... pop up like eight times in the book. So I'm with you. It's fine. Um, but as far as what are the other categories? Syntax and sexcapades. Sexcapades. I would give us like a like a flaccid ten. Flaccid ten. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, because I, I appreciated the maturity in it. Yeah. I feel like there needs to be more of that. Yeah. And you know what? I've read Sophie Jordan before, and I, I have really enjoyed her work before as well. Like, in terms of historical romance, I put her up there with, like, Lisa Kleipas, Kat, Kat Martin, like, a lot of the ones that I read. Mm -hmm. And then syntax. So, Miss Sophie Jordan's writing. Do you like the style? This I might did. This might be where you grade down in terms of Scottish accent. Yeah, but I also feel like that's just like a... Personal preference. A personal preference. Like for me, like you said, you've read a few and now it's like you don't really notice it anymore. Yeah. But for me, I was like, oh, can, oh what? Like, I didn't uh, 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 like, <laughs> Trying to like muddle through these words. Okay, so set that aside then. So what like, would you give it? So like a hard eight. Okay. Hard seven, hard eight, flaccid ten. That's yeah. great. I feel like that's a great lineup. Mm -hmm. I think I we're in the same ballpark. Like story, I gave an eight. Uh, syntax, I gave a nine. Mm -hmm. Sexcapades, I gave a nine. Mm -hmm. So I think we're definitely in the same ballpark. We both enjoyed Sophie Jordan's story. So, all right. Good to know we're on the same page. Did you like this one the best out of the stories that you've read, romance-wise? It's also hard to say because it's shorter. It's a much it is, shorter story. I, say, I like the other one that you gave me where the girl ends up like with her sister's baby and the guy. Oh, that so that was the Lisa Kleipas book. Yeah. Got it. Um, and I liked that one because that was also very like, they had this passion and this romance, but it was also real because it was a realistic situation yeah. and like yeah. you have to like... You know, they also weren't like either the damsel in distress who needs a man or... Like, he's damaged. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> See, it's all about good characters. Working. It's all about good characters. Like, yeah. they make or break a book. I think if you have a really strong characters, you can still get away with, like, cheesy story. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I have to like and respect the character. Right. Because otherwise, you're not going to care about them. No, I'm like, I don't care if your dad dies. Yeah. Like, you're kind of whiny. Yeah, I don't you care know? if you end up together. You're too entitled. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I get you it. You don't deserve all this fortune you just got because yeah. you're annoying. 
thing. So after having read a few now, would you read another one? Yeah. Good. Yeah, I would. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Would you check out another Sophie Jordan? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'd like to see what else she um, does. Maybe not... We've Scottish. got a we've got a puppy here that my, came to visit. My tiny angel baby's here. <laughs> so typically I pick a last little activity or game for us to do that has something to do with the story we read, but we've discussed shortbread cookies multiple times in the rest of the stories of this anthology. And I know that you're cold. We don't have to talk about how cold you would be in a hypothetical trip to Scotland. So I decided to think outside the box. And go with something else Christmassy that is usually around our house because of me, and that is Hallmark Christmas movies. Mm. And so I found this on Twitter recently, and I thought you would appreciate this. It was a trending hashtag that was hashtag Hallmark movies in five words. So I thought maybe I could read you a few, and then you could give me what your Hallmark movies in five words would be. Okay, do they have to form a sentence? No, no. So I'll give you a few examples just so you get an idea, because they're pretty good. Some of them are very okay. complimentary. Right, Some of them me, are... Let me hear them, Kendall. Okay. Starting with Hallmark movies in five words. Whitest teeth in television history. Perfect time to take a nap. White folks doing white things. Oh, wow. I like that one. 100%. That one wins. You can stop. (laughs) The best so far. Actors last stop before porn. No, that's Ion. (laughs) Ion's the bottom of the barrel. We all know it. Yeah. How about scene one, seen them all. Okay, yeah. Time to change the channel. (laughs) I like this one. This is the complimentary one. Hometown hunk. And then it's a greater than symbol. Big city fiance. Sappy love stories for women. Same actors in every movie. Yeah. How many times have I seen Gretchen Wieners and been like, are you watching the same movie? Like, no, it's a different one. Six plus. (laughs) That's her one from last year. I'm like, this, this is a good one. You'll like this. There is always a dog. Okay, yeah. The elevator music of TV. Yeah, it is background noise. Christmas sucks, but you're hot. <laughs> I like this one too. Alexa, five synonyms for bland. <laughs> that's not NYC. That's Canada. <laughs> Yeah, those are pretty good. Those are pretty good. Hallmark winters don't require hats. That make that drives me nuts. Whenever I see snow, I'm like, and you're not wearing something on your head. There is always a gazebo. That's like in um there's a there's a Hallmark movie, there's an SNL sketch where they do a parody of Hallmark movies, and there's always a gazebo in it, so he probably stole that. But James Franco was in that sketch. It was fabulous. James Franco is just fabulous. So what do you think? What's your what's your Hallmark movie in five words? Too many opinions about baking. I feel Ooh. like everyone that I walked in coming home from work, you were watching, it's like, there's a baking competition and she has to win it to save the village or she's got to, she needs the money to open her shop after her whatever died or right, something. Right, right. And I'm like, God, everybody's really concerned about the quality of their baked goods. <laughs> and, and those being the tools to save the town. Just to, yeah, they're like, oh man, I gotta whip up some wicked gingerbread men. To otherwise, like, we're gonna lose the factory. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> wow. There's only, I mean, if you want to talk about first world problems, mm-hmm. cookies. <laughs> cookies. That on Hallmark Channel, yes. Okay, so Hallmark movies in five words. Okay, I got another one. Ice skaters with no talent. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah. I like that. You ain't fooling anybody. I feel like I... If your butt is not big, it's not believable. Right. Well, we were watching one the other day where they they skated onto the ice and then it automatically cut to, like, Uh the next scene. Like, let's skip the whole skating routine. How about this one as a generalized one? You are not fooling anybody. 
<laughs> not about the set. Not about your age. Not about this script. It's mm. a good one. I think I could break it down and just be like, snow, dog, love, cooking competition. Yeah. I feel like that covers most of the bases. <laughs> doing more finger math. I might have six. Okay. I'm doing my, a six one. Why is nobody concerned about this? <laughs> That's something that keeps coming up. I was watching with Kelly where there was like a, I guess he might have been a duke or a prince or something too. And this girl just walks up to him and like the whole thing is she doesn't know he's a duke. It's fine, whatever. But I'm like, he has no security. That was the one the other day. He's by himself. Yes. Who brought him? Why is nobody concerned about this? Here's here's one that goes along with it. Take a break and cook. Yeah. Because, you know, if something's going wrong, if the romance isn't working out, regardless of what holiday it is, it's okay if you just step aside and make something and that, you know, takes 20 minutes of the movie. That's fine. Yeah. It's good. Make a casserole. And I'll end this by saying that I absolutely love Hallmark movies. So, you know, oh, as much yeah. as we criticize, it's on the tube all the time. So he always has it on, and I'm just like... So inspirational. <laughs> okay, so last little thing we've got for the day is to pick our giveaway winner. Woo-hoo. Yes, and this comes from a little contest we were doing on Twitter And it was super fun that I actually picked a couple winners from it. So we did one yesterday and we'll do one today. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. And the winner for today's giveaway is, quiet drumroll please, the narrator from Mythical Podcast. Doesn't she just sound magical? She sounds like someone I could be friends with. Yeah, I think she actually has a real name, but all of our engagement on Twitter, I know her as the narrator. And she does a um, retelling of fairy tales for her podcast. So it's very cool, very cool, the mythical podcast. But congrats to you. You are taking home a blind date with a book that Megan has selected for you. Mm -hmm. Here's your little synopsis to get you started. Okay, so staying with our theme on this book Mm -hmm. an heiress with a daring proposal, an earl who's determined to resist her. Ooh. I'm hooked. (laughs) I think I made the mistake of wrapping these books up before I read them all. That was like a big issue. Yeah. Big mistake on my part. But congrats to the narrator for Mythical Podcast for taking home a book. Thank you so much for joining me once again, Megan, and giving... I live with you. Yeah, I mean, you know, (laughs) it's more of just like a, when can you sit down at the dining room table? I know. It was fun. Anytime, yes. pumpkin. Perfect. Thank you, love. Thank you again. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow at Booby Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can keep up with us and our final day of Boobsmas coming to you soon, just in time for the holidays. So without further ado, I will say happy holidays, everybody. Come, all ye faithful. And on the 11th day of Boobsmas, my lover gave to me 11 bodice rippers. Play us out, Cooper. On the 11th day of Boobsmas, my lover gave to me 11 bodice rippers, 10 tubes of lube, 9 naughty spankings, 8 rock hard abs, 7 minutes in heaven, 6 billionaires, 5 penis rings, 4 dukes of fucking 3 butt plugs, 2 nipple clips, and a hot hookup underneath the tree.